Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Hi, Kelly. How are you this morning? I am good, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Good. Okay, then let's jump right in. Could I get the name of a female, please? I will choose Nuru. And I need, I think I might end up needing the name of somebody else, and it's going to be a male. Okay. How about Packy? Okay. Thank you. Um, So this is a session over Zoom, and this is, oh, pardon me, Kel. This starts with me on the treadmill. I'm standing on the treadmill on a Saturday morning doing my regular walk. That's right. I forgot about that. And I'm on the treadmill and the spirit walks up to me. There's a man and he stands in front of me and he says, could you write notes for my mom when you get off the treadmill, please? And I said, absolutely I can. And he goes, finish your workout first. Go ahead and do your walk. He says, and I'll meet you over at your desk. So kind. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so when I get to my desk, I write on the post-it note that I'm writing this note to a mom from her son so that I remember that because I have several clients booked and I don't know if she's going to be my first client or my fourth client, or even if I'm going to remember by the time her session comes forward, uh, the relationship. So I thought, okay, I'll just write that down. So I wrote that on the page and he said, okay, I'm going to write a couple of posts or a couple of notes for you. And then when you're talking to my mom, I'm really going to give you a lot more fill-in and you're going to be able to see things and confirm things for her. So he says, do it in this order. So I did. I wrote out a bunch of, a bunch of notes. And when the session starts, he appears and says to me, this is the woman. She's my mom. Hmm. And I was grateful for that because I had all females booked and any of those females that morning could have been around the age of his mom. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciated that this was not something you have to guess at, but that the spirit world shows up and points like that specifically, this is my mom. So I began the session and I said, Nuru, I said, you have a son that's passed. And she goes, I do. And I said, You're, you booked the appointment to speak to him today, didn't you? And she goes, yes, I did. And I said, let me get through consent. And I'm prepared. I said, I have a post-it note for, for you today. And she goes, oh, thank God. She goes, I've been talking to him. I told him I was going to see a medium today. I told him to go to Karen Sarlow. I told him that I needed you. And I've listened to your show. And I know that you can sometimes end up getting these notes. And I I listened to this stuff. And I just kept saying to him, look at honey. Make sure you get over to Karen Sarlow's house. (laughs) And sure enough, that's exactly how it happened for her. Now, you and I can't guarantee that every time somebody asks the spirit world to do that on their behalf, that you and I get it all. But boy, did she get it in spades. So the very first thing that he said to her was um, on on the post-it was that the day that he died, that he was really angry. He was full of rage. And she goes, I knew it. Now I'm going to give you the right tone of voice because I want you and the listeners 
to understand and get it in the proper context. Mm -hmm. So you can hear her tone of voice as to there's anger and there's, mm. you can, you can feel and hear her emotions. Okay. I'm also going to point out that in the anger, I also heard intuition. Yes. Good. Thank you. So he says, the day that I died, Karen, he says, I was, I was, I was really angry. And he says, I was in a fight with my wife, one of many. He says, this isn't something that just happened once a day. This happened many times a day, sometimes every single time we spoke to each other. And he says, one of the things that my wife did to me to make me angry was undermine me. And he says, but I'm going to come forward and say to my, to my mom that she, know, she already knows this. And she saw it and she pointed it out to me and she said that she didn't like it about my partner. And I told my mom it was none of her business. And he says, but the reason I said that was because when my mom wasn't around, I undermined my wife. I did the same thing to her. I lied to her. I gaslit her. She gaslit me. So don't label it because I'm doing it. Yes. So he doesn't want to own up to his own bad behavior and admit it to his mom, but he's quite happy for his mom to see it in his partner, though... Not really. He said that's none of your business. True. Thank you. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to keep going. Thanks for pointing that out. Mm -hmm. But she sees both. She knows both. Nuru sees all of this in both her son and his wife but because Paki won't admit these things, she really has no recourse really to go, to go forward or to hold any of them accountable because they will end up having each other's back if she tries to say, hey, you guys, this isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. And the reason she knows that it isn't healthy is because she lived it. And, and many people listening might sit there and go, yeah, that makes sense. He's modeling what he saw, right? Mm -hmm. And so he admits this to his mom. He says, you know, mom, since I've died, I, I can come to you today and say that these are honestly the things that I did. These are the things my wife was doing. This is why I was angry the day that I died. You were right about both. And he says, and now that I'm, I'm dead and I'm looking at my life and I can't lie to you anymore... And I'm looking at the lives that you and dad had before I was born, when I was small, before I could understand it. And then even when I was older and I did see it, um, but didn't want to acknowledge it, I see that you know what I'm talking about. You know what I've been through because you've been through it. But he acknowledges for his mom in this conversation, Kelly, that she chose to leave it. She did something very differently than he did. So just to fill people in now, he chose to end his life. So he suicided in front of his wife. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. In anger. Yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate fuck you. It is. I'll have the last say and you will feel bad about it. Forever. Yeah. And and I, I want to, um, I guess not preface, I've already said it, but I do want to note that I'm not against suicide yeah. and I'm not judging it. Mm -hmm. The way in which he did it mm -hmm. was a statement in particular with an intent to hurt. 
Yes. And a, most people who suicide have no intent to hurt. Yeah, they're trying to end their own hurt. Mm-hmm. And they're sorry for the hurt that they know they're going to cause other people. Already. Yeah. They just don't know any other way out of whatever situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there is no way out of the situation that they're in. Yeah. That the suicide is the only choice for them. So he acknowledges here to his mom that in in this on this day when he decides that he really wants to hurt her and he wants to be in full control and final control and complete control, that he doesn't think for a single minute that when he does this to hurt his wife, that it's going to hurt his son and that it's going to hurt his brother and his mother. He doesn't think beyond. Mm -hmm. He's so in his rage in the moment that he can't see beyond just what he's thinking and the vengefulness he wants to create. Create. So he says to his mom, um, "I am so sorry that this that all of this affected everybody else, and that I, as a grown person, as an adult, didn't think about all of those things. That I that and why didn't I? Uh, are we answering that?" You go right ahead. Well, when you're in the habit of reacting and you decide on a neural level that you're only going to use one one synapse to fire from one to the other, and it's always anger or rage, and it's always reactionary, and you're never going to deviate from that neural pathway to bring in critical thinking, to bring in empathy, to bring in literally anything else, then you you run a rut in terms of using, you know, same as driving the same way home, right? That's all you know how to do. Before you know it, the other skills have become rusty, fallen away, and feel very, very much less accessible. Well explained. So then he goes on to say to his mom, okay, mom, I, I want to acknowledge here that you chose not to do that. And that you lived in that rage with dad for many decades, but you didn't live in it deeply enough, if you want to call that pathway that strong connection. She chose not to let it get that strong. She started to recognize that it did, and she deviated and said, I I don't want to do this anymore. So she took her children and moved across the country. Oh, wow. She took her children and she went and took minimum wage jobs. She had her children and did everything that she could to do self-development. She read books. She listened to YouTube channels. She just did anything that she could um, to take herself in a different direction. And she chose education. She couldn't afford therapy to be able to, to do something like that as much as she would have. I think she would have if she could have, but she found the books and the authors and every other way that she possibly could find within her financial means. And and I think he said at one point, Kelly, that she would even go to some of these jobs, which she was more in, how do I say this? I don't Uh want to put anybody down. She went into some of these minimum wage jobs with with enough bandwidth to be able to do her job and be able to think about the books that she had read and be able to have enough flexibility to try and implement some of those in the way that she talked to complete strangers. 
in the way that she talked to coworkers. She did a lot of work and still is. And so he wanted to acknowledge this and say, Mom, I want you to know that I do see what you did for me. Hmm. I want you to know that since I've died, I can see what you did for yourself, what you did for dad in choosing to leave, and what you did for me and, and your other son, my brother, and that you made these healthier choices no matter how hard they were. Wow. And I want you to know that it, was, it, it wasn't for naught. And then he goes into and starts talking about his son. He says, Mom, I know that you are trying to have a relationship with your grandson and your daughter-in-law is making it as hard on you as she possibly can. She is jealous of you. She understands that you are doing things differently and she is envious that you can because she is deeply buried in her alcohol and in her anger. And she knows that you came out of the alcohol and you came out of the anger. You came out of all of those addictions and she is jealous that you did, but not jealous in a good way. Like, um, okay, I'm going to use that as a motivator to be like her. I'm just going to use jealousy in the truest form of just using it against you and trying to make you feel worse than you already do that you lost your son. And so she says to me, mom, says to me, Nuru, she goes, Karen, thank you very much. She goes, I suspected this. She goes, so what you're telling me today is confirming a lot of what my intuition is telling me. And she says, it's also confirming some of the facts that I see that line up to let me know that my intuition is correct. And so Packy is able to come forward and say to his mom, you don't deserve to stay with her. And she doesn't deserve the goodness and the hard work that you have done in life. She doesn't deserve it yet, mom. So don't go and stay with her. Stay in a hotel and, and only go down there when you can financially afford to. And if you can't, don't go. So he's giving his mom permission to step away from her grandson for financial reasons, for health reasons, for mental health reasons. And he's saying, look at when your grandson is old enough, he'll find his way to you yeah. when he wants to get away from his unhealthy mother. Mm. That's tough. And so she's hearing that she may have to wait years before she gets to see her grandson, but knows that she's got some work to do or to continue doing to continue to get healthier for him. Okay. But also to give Nuru a break, she's yeah. hearing that she's doing the right thing. Yeah, she is. She's hearing that walking away is the healthiest, best option. Another message Packy gives his mom that day is, Mom, I know who the devil is now. He goes, I get it. He says, the devil is procrastination, Mom. He goes, the devil is something that exists inside our minds. It's the way that we think. It's the beliefs that we choose to hold on to. It's the procrastination of not wanting to do the work. And he says, Mom, you conquered the devil, but I didn't. 
And he goes, the devil isn't an outside source, like it's an angel or it's some being a God created. It's something within us. And it's something that we have to be able to face and to get help to understand and to beat it. And he goes, I just didn't do it. He goes, so the, the devil won in my case, but that was my responsibility. A devil isn't an outside source you blame. The devil is my responsibility. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That is powerful. Yes. And wait till you hear the next message he says to her too, Kelly. He says, mom, enough with people telling you to let it go, to move on. And he says, this is not fair. He says, they're doing this to you for one reason and one reason only, because they don't want to deal with your sad face. They don't know what to do to help you. They don't like it that you're crying or that you look sad or that you look upset or that you don't just look the way you normally happily look. Yeah, I'm going to reframe this. It's not that they don't want to deal with your sad face. They don't want to deal with their own discomfort. Correct. Because you you said one thing and then listed 10 more, and it all has to do with the other person in their own discomfort, not knowing or wanting to, not knowing how or knowing what to do with emotions. Therefore, you having the emotions are the problem. That's right, Kelly. That's correct. And, and I'm just going to say that that was the next in my notes, but you're wording it, so I'm just going to leave that be. Thanks. I also said it was intuition, and then we had the whole story. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, I, I, I absolutely love this. Yeah, me too. I love how you know, without ever knowing the story, how to make the comments and how to help me tell the story. Because sometimes I will start with one thing and it comes out not totally quite right sometimes. And, or sometimes just totally off base because of the way it was originally said, but I can't change what was said. What was said because that's not what this is. This podcast is saying those stories the way they really truly happen. And then you beautifully come in to move it along to the next step sometimes so much so that it's nicer probably than even what I could actually tell it. That's really kind. I think we're a good tag team, along, of course, with all of the guides that provided this in the first place. Yeah. So he he had a really good talk with his mom about the fact that other people are more uncomfortable with their own feelings and their own thoughts about death and their own fears and all of that, and said, Mom, let's just put it back on them where it belongs. And you don't worry about what they say when they say, let it go or move on, or what you, what they think you should do by using those expressions when they really don't understand that they're hurting you and frustrating you and adding to your pain. I also think there's an element of, I don't want to think about your situation too long to know that in terms of humanity, that could happen to me too. That's right. Yes, they don't want to feel their own vulnerability, Mm -hmm. that I could be you someday for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, that they don't want... Or someone in that story. You got it. The last thing Pecky says to his mom is, you're my hero. Mm. He says, mom, you just really show me since I've died and I look at your life, the life you're currently living... When I look at what you went through, which is the same things that I went through, but how you handled it in such healthy ways, and I chose every unhealthy way at every turn. And he says, I just want to say it's not a waste. 
Just because I died like this doesn't mean your efforts were a waste. I love you and I see what you've done. I think this is such a beautiful story. And I know I've said that multiple times, but you have Nuru come in as a mother who just wanted to hear from her son. And she showed up to hear hard things. She was risking the fact that the answers weren't going to be what she thought or what she wanted. But she came in to hear the truth, and I think that's what a hero does. Mm-hmm. So she comes in wanting to hear from her son. She needs relief. She wants to stop feeling bad about herself as a mom, yes? Mm-hmm. And her old patterns being repeated and playing out in her son's life. Mm-hmm. And to have her intuition affirmed. Yeah. So she's seeking all of those things while dealing with the fact that as, you know, the average human doesn't know how to speak to the dead people, she still is buried under feelings that she is not a good mom and not being a good grandmother. Yeah. And and remember, these are her internal problems. We're not saying this is true. This is what she's battling when she shows up in her bravery to ask these questions on yeah. on the day of her session. And then in a, in a grander scheme, doesn't feel good enough because of the life that she's lived, doesn't feel worthy of potentially the answers and the truth because of the things that she's engaged in in her past, even in spite of what she's learned going forward. Mm-hmm. And I mean, good Lord, the guide showed up before the session even started, bothered to interrupt you on the treadmill and said, we will show up. Yeah. We will be there for my mother. Yeah. And like, what a beautiful, commanding, sure voice from the guides. And I, I'm including you in there. So please don't ever miss that, Karen, that the guides on the other side, you are part of that team because of the fluidity of what you have developed as your own skill to come into the human body, into the spirit world and be that channel. Thank you. And then she walks away with this plan about her grandson and the type of relationship that she can put in place at different stages with different boundaries. And on top of all of the affirmations, she walks away with a plan as to how to be in her grandson's life in a healthy way and how to have healthy boundaries, if not a very healthy wall between her and her ex-daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I mean, her son is inviting her in the most loving way possible to understand his situation to have empathy for his choice and to know it's not her fault. And I know for some people, they might not think that this is a call to action, but this takes a lot of effort. This doesn't mm. just happen because now you have understanding. This takes radical acceptance and that happens over time. Beautifully said, Kel. So now she gets to walk away being kinder to herself, implementing more self-compassion so that healing can continue. She gets to walk away setting healthier boundaries engaging in stronger and healthier relationships with her grandson and the rest of her family, and actually feel happiness knowing that she was a good influence and will continue to be a good influence. And like he said, nothing was wasted. Oh, what a beautiful thing to say to his mother that her life is not wasted in spite of the fact that he has ended his own life Mm -hmm. and that he's truly seeing hers and the beauty for what it is. Well, sounds like everyone on all sides of the team did a bang-up job. Very good. Well, that's well said. Okay. Happy Saturday, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlos. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.